Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me see if I can get this here. Turn your Bibles to uh, Psalms 37. Hallelujah. 37 and verse 5. If you don't have a Bible, there's uh, maybe a few around here somewhere. You know. Um. Psalms 37 and verse 5. Um, the title of this message is Be Committed. Be Committed. There's a need for commitment in this hour. So it's time for God's people, God's creation, to be committed to what we need to be committed to. You know, let me ask you a question. What are you committed to? You know, some people are not committed to anything. They don't feel that commitment is important. But I'm here to tell you today, it's very important that you commit yourself. It's time to hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and do that which is right in his sight. Because he's looking. He's looking, and in, uh, in, in, in that day, in the day of the Lord, there's going to be a judgment that is going to come upon each and every one of us. We're all going to sit in that judgment seat and be judged by him. And so there's a, there's a right thing and there's a wrong thing, and you have to choose the one that is going to be a blessing to you. We got to do what, what we need to do, and so we need to... Be, you, first of all, you need to thank God that you're here to hear this today. Amen. You know, thank the Lord. You could have been anywhere else today. But thank God you was in the right place. The footstep of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. And thank God that he ordered your steps in here to hear what he has for you today in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Look at, you look at that verse there. It says, commit thy way. Commit your way. What you want to do, how you want to do it, unto the Lord, and let him show you how to do it. And let him show you what to do. You know? And trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He'll bring what to pass? Whatever you are believing him for, he will bring. And there's a lot of stuff that may be on you at this hour. God know how to fix that stuff. Stop depending on, on, on you making it done, uh, getting it done, but depend on him to get it done. He know, how to, he know how to talk to you. He know how to send you some help. He know how to send you some money. He know how to send you whatever it is that you think is missing in your life. In, in, Pro, in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And acknowledge him in every way, and he will direct your path. He will show you where to go. 
he will show you the direction. He will show you uh, which step that you need to take. He will give you every person that you need. He will open up every door that needs to be opened for you. God opens doors and he closes doors. He will make everything right for you, but you have to take the right step and begin to trust in him and lean on, uh, on him and not on you and not on your, uh, uh, your mama and your daddy and, you know, your sister. Hey, lean on him and allow him to, tr to do what needs to be done in your life. Praise God. Now, what does that word commit mean? The word commit means to give yourself over to someone. Huh? Give yourself over to something. Might want to give yourself over to your schoolwork. Amen. You know, you're going to school, but you're not studying. I mean, how's that going to help? You got to make up in your mind that, hey, I'm going to go to school, so I got to study. I got to be committed to my studies. I have to be committed to going to to going to school, going to class every day. You know, oh, see, see, a lot of people join church, but they don't come. Amen. Amen. We join a lot of stuff, but we don't participate. Amen. You need to make up your mind, hey, I'm committing myself. So you got to commit yourself. Here's another one. You get married, but you're everywhere. <laughs> you, you, when you get married, you're supposed to stay with your spouse. You don't, you don't, hey, that's why the Bible said leave your mom and your daddy and cleave to your who? Cleave to your wife. Huh? Because you know them, them husbands want to cleave to somebody else's wife. <laughs> cleave to your wife. That means stick to. Stick to. Be glued to. Magnetized. Drawn to. Amen. So, I mean, we got to stick to these folk. You know? So, when you marry some, someone, that means that when you, when you make those vows, hey, and I'm, hey, thank God that I learned this. I was a little late, but that's okay. I didn't know a lot of stuff until I got in God. And that's okay. Thank God I got in him. Praise God I didn't let that devil fool me all my life. He was on his way to trick me all of my life, but I had a praying wife, praise God. That I'm, hey, but this brother's gonna change. And thank God I didn't, I wasn't too hard headed for till I was 50. God got me before I was out of my 30s. And I thank God for it. You know, so, uh, but when, when you get married, you give yourself over to your spouse. You hear what I'm saying? And so it, the, in your vows, it say to honor, no, to love. To honor, to cherish, to nurture, and men to protect until death do you apart. Until death. Huh? Not until after the consummation. Huh? And then you go do your thing. No, you do your thing until you die. You stick with your spouse until you die. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't go all over the place. That means committed. You're committed. Amen. Amen. And the same way we do that, we're supposed to commit to everything and everyone that uh, we are with. You know, you, you're supposed to commit yourself to everyone. And so 
and uh, you, 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 you give your cares over to him. In, in 1 Peter 5, 7, you give your cares over to him, and he'll take care of them. Why? Because he's able to take care of them. Huh? He's the strong one. See, we have a covenant with God. The weak and the strong. We are the weak. He's the strong. He's the one that can take care. He, if he made you, don't you think he can fix you? Don't you think he can help you? Don't you think he can deliver you and set you free? Don't you think he can give you everything that you want, everything that you need, everything that you think about when you're, when you're, when you're lonely, when, you, when you're all by yourself and you're hurting, you're going through this, you know, you're going through this, call on his name and believe and trust that he hears you and he's going to take care of you. God will take care of everything that's going on in your life. Everything. He, you made a blood covenant with him. And that's what that's all about. The, uh, that, that scripture in, in, what is that, in Psalms 100 and, 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 and verse 3, it says, Psalms 100 and verse 3. Let me, let me look it up. Psalm 100 and verse 3. 100 and verse 3, yeah. Yeah, it said, know ye that the Lord, he is God. Now get this. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. You hear what I'm saying? He, he made us. We didn't make us. We didn't make him. We are his people and we are the sheep of his pastor. So we eat where he tell us to eat. We get our help from him. We get everything from him. We get our blessings from him. He fixed everything that goes on in our life. And we need to trust him and believe that he knows what he is doing. Do you hear me? God knows how to fix it for you. And he want to fix it for you. But you have not because you ask not. You have to trust and believe on him. You know, uh, uh, the, the word of God said in Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about, any, about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. Let, it, let your request, whatever your problem is, whatever your situation is, let it be known unto him. So, now look here. We have so much going on today in this world. You know, this, this, this world right now Reminds me of back in the 80s when they had so much killing going on. The gangbangers, you know, everybody trying to win a turf. And it was just like cowboy days to shoot them up or something. You know, and this stuff is trying to come back on. But Christians, it's time for us to get in prayer and believe God that God will give us the power, the anointing, the burden, remove, yoke, destroying power of God to come up on us so that we can be around these problem people and believe him to stop all of this stuff that is going on. It can be done. Huh? Do you know why the world is not going under? Do you know why Jesus hasn't come yet? It's because of the praying Christians that we have today, praise God. He's, he's trying to win a lot of our loved ones that are on their way to hell. He's trying to give them some time to get their life right. 
You know, he's not just not coming because he don't want to come yet. He's waiting on some of our people to get their life while, while they think everything is a hunk of dough. They think everything is all fun and jokes and, you know, and, and a good life, having a good time, partying over here, partying over there. I'm a ball till I fall and all that junk. Uh-uh. It's not that. God wants your people saved. And that's why he have them in here today. He wants your friends, your loved ones, even strangers, and, and even some of your enemies. He wants them saved. He wants them delivered and set free. Amen. But the Christians, the believers, have to begin to believe and, and commit yourself to the Lord so the Lord can give you the plan. He got to give you a plan, a direction. He got to show you how to do this thing. You know, you got you to gotta turn your life around so that uh, uh, they will see the love of God in your heart to where you're doing everything right. You're treating everybody right. You're doing every, everybody right, praise God. And they'll want to follow you. The people don't want to follow you if you're acting a fool. If you still being the old man that you used to be in the streets. They don't want that. People are trying to come out of the situation that they've been in for too long, praise God. Amen. Let me show you something here. Listen, get your ears on now. Tell somebody, say, I'm glad I came today. <laughs> there are close to 100 million mem uh, churches, church members in America. Did you hear me? Over 100 million church members in America. And yet, why are we not making more of a moral and spiritual impact on them. Hmm? Why is it that on Sunday morning, hundreds of churches have empty pews? Huh? Why are so many churches having just a few services, a, a few on, at service on Wednesdays and Sunday nights? God knows if you can be at church or not. Whatever the reason is. It does, you know, whatever your reason is, he already knows whether you can come or not. When you're when you, when you telling that lie about, hey, I can't make it, Pastor, because this happening, that's happening, God already knows that's a lie. And he already let the pastor know it's a lie. He talked to him too. Amen. And if you could be here and you are not, he knows that too. So we have to stop the shaking and faking and stop uh, acting like, uh, you know, don't nobody know that you're telling a lie. You know. And just go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. Make a commitment. Okay? The Holy Bible is inspired. It, it is the inspired word of God. And since it is the inspired word of God, why is it that so few read it? It's the inspired word of God, but you won't read. You don't want to read the Bible. You don't want to get your direction. That be the Bible, B-I-B-L-E, right? Believer's instruction before leaving earth. Huh? B-I-B-L-E. Believer's instruction before leaving earth. That's what that Bible is. But I don't need no instructions. And you're not going to get any unless you 
participate with what you're supposed to participate in. You got to hear from him. You got to let him lead you. You got to let him teach you what to do. Amen? So, if God is a prayer answering God, and he is, and if he meant for us to ask, seek, and knock, then why are so little people praying? If you and I believe there's a heaven and a hell, why do we keep, on, keep, keep so quiet about the gospel? Why are we not telling anybody about the gospel? Why are we not encouraging other people to come to church? Is it because you don't want to go and you, you know, since you don't want to go, I guess you can't tell anyone else to go. Huh? If we believe that there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, then why are we not sharing the message of his saving grace, going into the world, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and telling everybody about Jesus as Lord. He is the son of God. God has raised his son from the dead. And therefore you can be saved, delivered, and set free in every area of your life. Now, here's the answer to all of the questions. The reason why is because there's no commitment. There's no commitment. If we commit ourselves then, hey, we'll, we'll be ready to preach. We'll be ready to tell somebody. We'll be ready to be at church. We wouldn't want to miss any service. We won't miss any prayer. We won't miss anything. And there's a person that sit by us on the bus, on the bus, uh, 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 out there on the street, out there on the bus, uh, waiting for the bus, uh, at the doctor's office, at the at the grocery store, wherever you are, you're telling somebody about Jesus. Why? Because you committed. I want somebody to know that Jesus is Lord. I want somebody to know how good he is. I want somebody to know how he, how he loved me so much, praise God. What all he did for me, praise the Lord. I want somebody to know. And, you, and, and, and the devil can't keep your mouth closed. You're going to tell somebody about it. You, do you hear me? See, we need to be committed to God, and we need to do that today. We, how, time is running out. We don't know when somebody's going to shoot. Just drive by your house and go brrr. We don't know when that's going to happen. You might get on the floor in time, and you may not make it. You got to be covered in the blood. huh? We got, we, everybody in here have to be covered in the blood. Amen. See, we got to realize God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life, John 3, 16. Huh? In Mark, uh, Mark 12 and 30, it says, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and might. All your strength. Everything that you have. That's the first and greatest commandment. Huh? Love him because he loved you enough to give himself. Yeah? In, in, uh, in, in Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, what things? Everything you want, everything you believe for, everything you think you need, but even before you think you can need it, praise God. 
he will send, give all those things to you. He will take care of everything that's going on in your life when you seek first, when you take him first place in your life. He have to be first. Uh, 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 I, got, I got my wife first. I'm going to put Jesus first. I'm going to let my wife be after Jesus. Do you hear me? He the one made me. I didn't make myself. My wife didn't make me. My mama didn't make me. My daddy didn't make me. He's, he, he, God helped him make me, but he didn't make me. Huh? God kept, my, kept my, my mother around long enough to spit me out. And he helped her to carry me, but she still didn't make me. Do you hear me? So, hey, I got to believe him for everything. He is the one. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? He is the one that can do everything, will do everything for me. So in 1 Peter, 1 Peter uh, 2.21... God said in, in 1 Peter 2.21, he said, do good. Do good in everything. Do, try your best. Do as whatever you can do to do good. It said, even when you are suffering, do good. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to say it in the NLT version, in, a, in the other version. When, when you're suffering, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're going through, he said, why? Because Jesus suffered for you. Huh? And if he suffered for you, you're going to go through some suffering for him, praise God. Do you hear what I'm saying? In, in, first Peter, in, first, in Second Peter 1.10, it says, Work hard to prove that you really have been called and chosen by God. Work hard to do it. Huh? You got to work hard. You got to keep your mind stayed on him. He'll keep you in perfect peace. Do you hear me? Keep your mind stayed on him. It, and then he say, when you do these things, you won't fall. When you do these things, you won't fail. When you do these things, you'll get what you want. When you do these things, you, you, can, you can ask and you, and you believe you receive. You can expect it. You can start looking for it. Do you hear me? There's a work that we have to do, and we have to do it now. Listen, real commitment does, uh, it, 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 real commitment does not have an on and off switch. On the day and off tomorrow. Huh? Real commitment is not just on Sunday. It's not a Sunday thing. It's a 24-hour thing. It's a seven-day-a-week thing. It's a 365-days uh, uh, thing. It's not, it, 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 there's no vacation, and there's no off time. Do you hear me? I'm off today. Uh-uh. It's every day. No, uh, uh, you know, it's every day. You, hey, you are the same person on Monday through Saturday as you are on Sunday. So say, I, here's the thing. People always say, Lord said keep hold of the, uh, uh, the Lord's Day. Huh? Oh, well, they call the Lord's Day Sunday. Today. So tomorrow, you're back in your thing. You can do your thing on Sunday. On Saturday, you're in full blast. <laughs> do you hear me? You're winding up. 
On Saturday, you, you got you on. It's on. Do you hear me? Hey, but uh, the Lord didn't say keep holy just on Sunday. The Bible said be ye holy because I'm holy. You be holy every day. Huh? But he told Moses, take off your shoes, Moses. You standing on holy ground. Hey, you're not standing on no holy ground unless you're holy. And if you stand on holy ground, you can stand on holy ground wherever you stand as long as you be what God called you to be. You got to do what God tells you to do. And if you don't do what he tells you to do, you're not doing anything. You're the same old, same old, same old that you've always been. You got to make up your mind what you're going to be and what you're going to do. Amen? Be holy. Huh? We have to be holy to our families. Huh? We have to be, we have to be, we need to be committed to our families. Yeah, committed to our families. You know, our children are, They don't see no commitment in the household. They see you cussing and fussing, screaming and hollering at each other. And they're saying to themselves, he don't act that way when he gets to church. He's totally different at the church. And he about to, he about to beat mama to the ground at the house. And so they can't see, they, they don't see the commitment. And the Bible says you need to be committed to your family. You need to be committed to your spouse. How long since you kissed your spouse and said, hey, I love you? Huh? In, 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 in uh, Ephesians 5.22, it says, wives, love your husband, love your own husband. Now, yeah, wait a minute. Whoa. Come on, back up. Come on, hit the rever re re reverse button. Beep. Wives, love your own husband, not somebody else's husband. Come on, come on. We got to lead them other folks' husband along. Love your own husband. Yeah, but I want Joe. Joe might want you too. But that's not yours. That's Mary husband. Huh? You can't love somebody else's. He said, love your own husband and as in the reverential fear of God. Huh? He said in, 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 in verse 25, he said, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. Huh? We got to give something up. You got to give your friends up when you get married. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can't run with the boys after you get married. You got to run with your spouse. Do you hear me? Huh? We can't run with the bottles. We can't run with the reefer anymore. We got to run with the wife. Huh? You can't run with your girlfriends. You got to run with your husband. Huh? Amen. We got to make some changes when we get, see, what is that? Commitment. Say commitment. That's commitment. We got to be committed. When was the last time you gave a gift 
for no reason at all. You just showed up with a gift and blew your spouse mind. My wife came home day before yesterday with a little, uh, what kind of pie was that? Key lime. Oh, my. And I didn't eat it that day. I waited till the next night, and I got that milk out, and milk was good and cold, and I ate that. Every bite I took, I thought about her. How that woman thought about me, boy. And she knew I was going to eat it, and she knew I wanted it. And it worked. Boy, you talking about, did she get some love? <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you hear me? Hey, you got to know a way to a man's heart. You got to know, uh, uh, they say, through the stomach. Huh? You got to know how to do it. You got to work that thing. Say it, work that thing. <laughs> work it. Hallelujah. Hey, we didn't come to play. Hallelujah. We came to tell the truth, so help me God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is good to us. So, don't you think it's about time for you to do something that people don't expect? That God don't even expect. And he know everything. It's time for you to show out and, you know, and just do something that, hey, Lord, give me something that, hey, can't nobody figure out. Just, just help me to bring something to pass that, that's going to be a mind-boggling, mind-blowing. And he'll do it. He know, how to, he know how to give it to you. God is good. See, you need to realize what time it is, folks. This is the time to get on, on the right track. This is the time to get yourself. We're in perilous time. We're in trouble time today. We're in, time, we're in times when anything is subject to happen, praise God. I heard a, a sister say she blew, she blew a horn at a person to move on. I stopped blowing my horn behind people. And the person came up on side of, after she blew the horn, she came up on side of and say, and pulled a pistol out and said, why you blow your horn at me? Huh? There's people out there that's, I mean, you don't know what folks are going through. The reason why they act so devilish. You know, why they do things the way they do them. You don't know what's going on. She said, I thought I was blowing at my sister. <laughs> I thought I was blowing at my brother. I don't care who, I, I don't make no difference who I'm blowing at. I wasn't blowing at you, though. Trust me, I wasn't blowing at you. If I got to beg or whatever, I'm not, blown, I'm not ready to be killed. Do you hear me? So that's why I'm committed to God. Because he got me. He got you. And you got to believe that he has you. You got to believe he's on your team. You know, the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy in John, 3, in John 10, 10. Kill, steal, and destroy. He, all the devil wants is your life. In the back of the book, he is going to be thrown in a lake of the fire, and he wants as many souls as he can get to be in there with him. There's no way out for him. Amen. Read the back of the book. He's going to be thrown in there, and he's going to take everyone he can take. You hear me? Look here. Let me read this in, uh, about these perilous times. Turn your, Bible, well, turn your Bibles to John, uh, first, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3. 
Now, this is going to be in the NLT version because I want you to really get this. Listen closely. In verse 1 it says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be various different difficult times. Do you think we are in these difficult times right now? Do you think we are in these troubled times? Do you think all kind of things are taking place right now? I do, really. It says, verse 2, it says, for people will love only themselves and their money. Everybody saying, show me the money. Show me the money. Show, hey, where's the money? Huh? That's what they want. People ain't thinking about nothing but the money. Themselves and them having the money. That's what they want. And that's a shame. Because you're loving the money. And the Bible said, thou should not love the money. Huh? Look here. He said, they will be boastful and proud, scoffing, scoffing at God, laughing at God. You know, do you really have uh, the audacity to laugh at God? Do you really, are you really that throwed off to figure you can laugh at the one that made you? People really think that they made themselves. They say disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. A lot of children do not appreciate their parents. All that the parents are doing, all that they have done, they do not appreciate them. They don't realize that you should honor your parents, as the Bible has said, and you shall live long in this earth. They are not paying that any attention. They will, they will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. Huh? Do you know that God has given us love and self-control? You're supposed to control your life. He put it in you. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride. And that's what got Satan kicked out of heaven, all the pride that he had. And love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, a form of godliness, but denying the power. But they will reject the power that could make them godly. You need to stay away from those people. You need to run from them as fast as you can. Huh? I, I run from people that cuss a lot. I run from people that say a lot of different things that does not line up with the word of God. You know what I mean? Because if you, if you dog yourself, you'll dog me. If you're dogging your family, you're going to dog me for sure. Huh? If, you don't care about, if you don't care about you, why would you care about me? Do you hear me? See, and so uh, I don't need to be around something that's going to get in me and change me. I need to be trying to change you and bring you into who God wants you to be. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, so um, let me share a few more scriptures with you. I, got, I think it's about three, and we're going to quit. Look, let's, let's look at First um, John. 
Because I can't teach you everything in one setting, in one 45 minutes or 30 minutes. Amen? But I can give you a lot to think about. Amen. First John 3, 8. It says, he that committed sin is of the devil. In other words, when people keep on sinning, they belong to the devil. <laughs> Do you hear me? You haven't changed your life yet. Why? Because you keep doing it. Uh, we ought to be able to notice that. We ought to be able to see that you're working with the devil. Amen. Because you keep doing it. If you, if, you, if you wasn't of the devil, you would be doing something different. Huh? He said, for the devil sent it from the beginning, and he didn't change. And if you keep doing it, you haven't changed, so you, hey, you must be of the devil. You must belong to him. He said, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested so that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil in your behalf. Yeah, we need to be thanking and praising for what he did for us. Thank God. Where would we be without him? In verse 9, it says, Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. Huh? Now, that doesn't sound right, does it? Whosoever is born of God. Now, because we see Christians that is born of God, but they're still sinning. Huh? Whosoever is born of God is say they do not practice sin. Huh? You shouldn't be practicing sin if you're born of God. If you change your life, you should be living a different life. You hear me? When I got born again, I backslid. Amen. God kept working on me. And I kept sinning, boy, I was sinning. And God kept coming to me, talking to me, man, when are you going to change? When are you going to do what I tell you to do? Don't wait too long. Don't wait too late. You know? And I kept, I kept doing what I do because I'm enjoying myself, I think. I think I am. <laughs> but he stayed on me. He stayed with me. I thank for the love that he had for me. And he finally brought me out of it. I used to go to him and I said, Lord, forgive me for my sin. And he forgave me. The next night I go back to him. I said, Lord, forgive me for my sin. And he forgave me. And next night I go, I kept doing that until I, I, I said, when you going to wake up? When you realize that God is forgiving you, but one day something is going to take place. So I had to come to myself and realize that I'm not just hurting me, I'm going to hurt my family when that devil take me out of here. Everybody's going to be hurt. And they're going to be hurt just as bad as I'm going to be hurt because they're going to be left with my memories. Do you hear what I'm saying? So I have to make a change, and so I, I began to change. And thank God for the change that he had in my life. So stop. if you're practicing sin, stop. God has something better and something more than you can imagine for you. 
God want to do something for, hey, that you can't do for yourself. Amen. Turn to John. Turn to John 8 and 34. John 8 and 34. We got two more. This one and another. John 8 and 34. Look at here. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. That word servant means you're a slave to sin. If you, co- if you keep committing sin, s- s- you're a slave to sin. Sin is, con- is, is ruling your life. S- sin is telling you what to do. Do you want to be a slave to sin? Or do what it say? No. You know, uh, no, you don't want that. You don't want sin to rule your life. You know, you don't want Satan. Satan will tell you, let's go steal something. Let's go kill somebody. Let's go destroy someone's life. You know, Satan will never tell you, let's go to church. Huh? Let's commit ourselves. Let's turn our life around and be who God called us to be. Huh? Don't let the devil steal your whole life. He done had too much of it already. Amen. So it's time to get for us to get a hold of ourselves and know who we are in Christ Jesus. It's time for us to wake up and be who God called us to be and do what God called us to do and, 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 and believe that God is truth and he wants the truth to come into us to set us free in every area of our life. It's time for, for us to, to, to make some changes in our life. And we need to do it today. We don't need to wait till tomorrow. Don't let another day pass. Uh, tomorrow not promise to you. Uh, you're, you know, you may not make it out of here today. I mean, church don't stop you from, uh, from leaving. Nothing stops us from leaving. Amen. We want to enjoy life with ourselves, we want to enjoy life with our families. We want the best that we can have every day. Thank God for Paul. In, in Acts, turn your Bibles to Acts. We're going to quit with this. In Acts, verse 20 and verse uh, 20 and 32. Paul said this, I commend you to God. I commend you to him. I entrust you to him. I'm giving you over to God, the one that can help you, one that can deliver you and set you free. I'm giving you to him, which is, and to the word of his grace, his his word, his undeserving favor. I want that favor to come up on your life, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those that are sanctified. Huh? God said, I'm going to give you uh, the word of my grace, my undeserving favor. I'm going to give you something that's going to help you and deliver you and set you free. I'm giving you something that's going to build you up so that you'll be able to see the blessings that I have in store for you. Right now, your eyes are blind because Satan has blinded the eyes of of them that walk in disobedience. So, but I'm going to open up your eyes so that you can see your way and see your blessing. But here's the thing. You got to be set apart. Like he said in that word, he's going to build you up and give you an inheritance among those that are sanctified. 
Sanctified means to be set apart. No? Separated from the world. Well, I got to leave my friend. Hey, you're going to leave him anyway if uh, your friend change and go to heaven and you end up in hell. You're going to leave him anyway. Leave them and then go back and get them. Do you hear me? You make the change. Go to God. Commit yourself to him and then be loving and caring and caring and go back and get them. Uh, be concerned about them. Go back and get them. He said he's going to give you an inheritance among those that are sanctified. Among those who have set themselves apart. What is an inheritance? Think about it. Your, your daddy leave. Well, he got a whole bunch of money. And you the one. You the, you the one that he, he signed that name to. Huh? You the one going get to get that money. That blessing. That property. All that stuff. You the one. Amen? That's the inheritance. Hey, and that's your earthly father. But we're talking about your heavenly father. The one that said uh, all the cows on a thousand hills belong to me. Everything that, everything that you said, everything that was made was made by me. If it was not made by me, it wasn't made. Everything belonged to him. He said, hey, I'm giving it to you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Let him build you up and give you the inheritance that you believe him for. To give you the inheritance because you obeyed him and you set yourself apart like someone believed that God is who he says he is and will do what he says he's going to do for you. That's all we have to do is commit, obey, keep the promise, believe and trust him and watch him bring it to pass. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Get a lot of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet. Hallelujah.